Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. If you are new to our show, please consider subscribing to it and hit the bell icon so that you never miss an update. Our episodes go live at 1 p.m. and 7 p.m. every day. I am your host Ashutosh Garg and today I am in conversation with an absolutely incredible individual who's currently sitting in sunny Bali, Indonesia, Walid Abul Nagar. Walid, thank welcome you. to the show. Welcome Ashutosh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Walid is uh, an adventurer, he is a breathwork facilitator. He has been working as a shamanic breathwork facilitator and he's ordained a shamanic minister. He's transforming lives through breath awareness and conscious breathing. And uh, he is a member of EO, which is the Entrepreneurs' Organization. So, Walid, let's talk about breathwork. Uh, what is shamanic breathing? Wonderful question. Shamanic breathing is, is to a lot of people, something new. Mm. The word shamanism, when people hear it, mm. it's new. Either they've heard of it or not really understand what the shamanism means. Mm -hmm. But shamanism is an ancient way of living. It's what the shamans used for thousands of years. They would use these chanting, breathing, and music and drumming techniques to go into a trance state, to connect with the divine. So the shamanism just connects them with, with nature, connects us, connects them with the, with the, the higher consciousness, Mm -hmm. And they knew for thousands of years that we are all one. Mm. We're all one in terms of we're connected with the rivers, the animals, the plants, the stars. And that philosophy is not easy to understand with people. And a shaman, by definition, is he or she who sees in the dark. Mm. It's basically not seeing without your eyes. It's seeing with your third eye. Correct. And they always tend to say that we are all shamans. We are all healers. So we have the answers inside, but because of the pollution, the noise, and the social media, sometimes it becomes a little bit too difficult to tap into our psyche inside to dig up the answers that we need. Okay. So shamanic breathwork is a very powerful breathing technique that we use so we can connect with the divine and we go into a non-ordinary reality through us. Fantastic. And maybe one little more elementary question, uh, if I can ask you, where, would, where did the shamans originate from? Shamans are from all over the world. Okay. You know, it's not only South America. There are different shamans in different territories, all the way to Siberia, all the way in India. There are shamans. Okay. The word shaman it, with the indigenous people is mostly referred to from South America, but a shaman is a healer. There are many shamans and the word is just a label and he or she who connects with the spirit world. So that's kind of uh, Wonderful. what it means. And therefore now a follow-up question is what does a shamanic breathing facilitator do? So my journey to come to becoming a shamanic minister was, was a wonderful journey. I just want to give a little glimpse to see where I came from. I started in the business world for the last 15 years, running different uh, multiple marketing events agencies, digital media. And when I grew my organization from two, three people to 100 to 500 to over 1,000 people, the success was great. And at some point, I found that it affected me. I look back then and I say, had I known then what I know now, I would have changed things so much differently. I watched one of your beautiful videos and it talks about the entrepreneurial depression where people go into depression, you know, they're publicly humiliated and, and, and so on. And it's not about getting hit down, it's getting back up. But when I was hit down, 
a little bit younger, I was in search of solutions and I was the stress of money, the stress of partnerships and clients. And um, a lot of it got to me. And I woke up one day at the doctors and they said I had to operate on my brain mm -hmm. to freeze my nerves because I had something called the trigeminal neuralgia. Opening up the brain to freeze the nerve was, was out of the question. I, I just couldn't believe that, you know, this is me. Is you know, over six, seven years ago before I turned 40 saying, you know, this is, this is not going to happen to me. It should happen later in life <laughs> or never. Absolutely. And that's when I embarked on a spiritual journey. I did all the different detoxification. I did all the juice fasts and the water fast, the silent retreats, the meditations, spiritual retreats, the prayers Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about. And eventually it led me to plant medicine, which opened up my mind to a different world. And it led me to breathwork. And my first experience with breathwork was truly a phenomenal experience, connecting, seeing visions, having downloads, opening up my heart, my mind, something I could not believe. And it was then that I decided I wanted to study the breath, everything about the breath, all the different modalities. And I embarked on a journey to study, starting with holotropic breathwork, one of the most famous found by Dr. Stanislav Grof in the late 60s. Mm -hmm. And then eventually with Wim Hof and the different multiple breathwork techniques, it led me to shamanic breathwork. Okay. Shamanic yeah. breathwork, although a lot of breathwork techniques are quite similar, leading you to that beautiful connection mm -hmm. with the divine and the connection within, mm -hmm. deals with spirits, spirit guides and spirit animals, deals with ancestors and loved ones, those alive or who have passed. And I studied it, trying to understand it more deeply, because to me, if you told me five years ago, there's something called spirit animals you can connect with, I would have laughed. Mm -hmm. okay. I did all the courses and the training, and now I facilitate shamanic breathwork and sharing this beautiful power and knowledge with those all around the world, both offline and online, because today we're living in an online world. So a lot of people need this work and it's just as powerful offline as online. So. Amazing. So, you know, uh, my, my late mother-in-law always used to say that breathe slowly because the number of breaths that you have is counted. That's right. That's, I mean, so don't use it up too fast. Thing. Yeah, breathe slow. And uh, that's one of the things I was taught by one of my teachers, Wim Hof. Mm -hmm. He said the key thing when we facilitate an ice bath, breathe slow. Mm -hmm. You know, you change your state by your breath, Correct. just like your state changes your breath. So if you're, if you're suddenly you get a message on WhatsApp or an email, and it's bad news or sad news. You, you either hold your breath or you kind of breathe really rapidly and shallowly. Mm -hmm. So we say just as the state changed your breath, mm -hmm. You can breathe, change your breath to change your state. So your, your, your grandmother is correct. And your mother is saying, slow the breath down, can calm you and put you in a state of ease anytime you need it. Very well said. So tell me uh, now, uh, Valid, how does shamanic breathing benefit me as an individual? That's a, that's, a, that's a wonderful question. We set a conscious intention before we start the breath work. It's a sacred ceremony, the breathwork that we have. It's very powerful. It's not to be taken lightly at, at all. We invite and we invoke the spirits. We smudge, we set the stage and the ceremonial place, and then we breathe. Mm -hmm. And we always come back to you, the breather, you, the shaman and the healer, and say, why are you breathing? Mm -hmm. What is your intention? Is it for health reasons? Is it for a loved one, a relationship, a business, mm -hmm. moving countries, houses? Why are you breathing? You set the intention to know where you're going, like a ship when it sails the dock, is it going north or west? And eventually you open up to whatever comes. We say you get exactly what you need from the breathwork. Mm -hmm. A lot of those who have come and breathing are seeking healing, mm -hmm. whether healing trauma, abuse, whether healing suppressed memories and emotions that have been locked up, 
whether dealing with death, whether dealing with whatever they come with, they come with a reason. Mm-hmm. I personally founded Nafas Journeys, my transformational retreat company, mm-hmm. taking all around the world through a breathwork. Mm-hmm. The logo came to me. Mm-hmm. The retreat came to me. The feeling of it came to me, all in a breathwork. So just coming back to you, it would come back to what is your intention, setting it coming to the breathwork. Okay. And you also speak about conscious breathing. Tell me what is conscious breathing and uh, how does it affect our five senses? So breath work in general is about two key things. One is conscious breathing and the second is breath awareness. Mm -hmm. So if the one thing that your viewers or listeners would take home from this is that be aware of your breath. Mm -hmm. We usually don't notice our breath throughout the day or even most of our lives. People breathing is like blinking or like the heart subconscious mind taking over but once you set the intention to consciously breathe you're in control of the speed the depth and the power with every inhale slowing it down or speeding it up when needed and you're aware it's about the awareness and you're in control of your state they say that control your breath and you control your mind so that's conscious breathing in 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 summary being aware and being conscious of every breath and how does it affect my senses i mean my you know, the sight, sight, sound, smell, taste, and touch. I mean, how does it affect, how does my breathing affect all my senses? The breathing can allow you to control the mind. When it controls the mind, you're able to send all these messages, like the neurotransmitter messages from the brain all the way to any part of your body, mm-hmm. heat it up, put it down, relax, heal. So this part allows you to say that, you know, I am in control, so I will be more relaxed at this state. So from senses, a lot of people finish the breath work with intense breathing and then they come and then they say that I can smell something or I can hear money. It just enhances a lot of things. So you're enhanced with the breath work by conscious breathing. In fact, you know, a common phrase that is often used if I'm in, in a panic state is breathe deeply, breathe deeply, you know. Yeah. Uh, if you're able to control your, you know, you're able to manage your panic also, I'm assuming. Absolutely. I mean, I facilitate sweat lodges as well. People come in and I, I host them. I don't facilitate them. I, I, I bring people to come. And a sweat lodge is you're into this, you know, little sweat um, tent and every, there's really, really hot coals, poured water, and you're, you're really inside kind of like a rebirth happening. And when you're in there, you can have a feeling of claustrophobia. You can feel panic attacks. You can have many different feelings. We always remind, come back to the breath. Mm-hmm. Slow the breath down. Breathe deep, like you mentioned, and then you can put your state. It's just that little, you know, the mind plays games. Mm. And when you're in control, you control the mind. So, yeah, breathe deep. Very well. So my next question to you, uh, Walid, is that uh, uh, yoga traditionally has had pranayama for a very, very long time. How is shamanic breathing different to uh, pranayama? There are so many different techniques of breathing. There are techniques in through the nose, there are techniques in through the mouth, there are techniques alternating the nose, like the pranayama, there are techniques with withholding the note with the breath, like Wim Hof, some withholding on the inhale, some withholding on the exhale, so many different techniques. It's about your practice. What are you doing? Are you using it for yoga? Are you using for a spiritual connection? What is your intention? We come back to that. And the main difference between them is just the technique and the method. Some are more intense than others, but at the end of the day, like I said, one beautiful teacher taught me that all these techniques lead you to that beautiful connection. 
and define connection. So, yeah, there, it depends on people. I always tend to say when they join my shamanic breathwork sessions is you can find what works best for you. Mm. Try shamanic breathwork. Try holotropic breathwork, different types of pranayama. Try many different and see what you resonate with. See which one you connected with. But I always also mention that the breath is a journey. It's a practice mm. like yoga. You can't just be flexible immediately. The more you do yoga, the more flexible you become. So don't just give up. When people come and meditate for once and they say, wow, nothing is really happening as I'm meditating. I'm like, well, you have to have consistency, dedication, and focus. Mm. Stay meditating, stay breathing, and you grow. You understand how to navigate. You understand your body and you understand your mind. You open up these imaginary realms inside. People tend to come to me and, you know, magic happens. And I've personally firsthand felt them all, the places that I've been to, the spirits that I've seen, the real. And that's the reason here I'm today talking to you and sharing this with my tribe around the world. Fabulous. So uh, for all my viewers and listeners, I mean, you run so many interesting programs and so many people from around the world. Uh, can you just take us through what happens in one of these uh, programs? So I host beautiful journeys. I tend to change the word to journey. Nefas journey is the name of the company only because I, I always tend to feel like a retreat is retreating backwards. And in the journey, retreat, whatever you want to call it, it depends on the group. Mm -hmm. If it's a private group, if it's a, a larger group, and it depends, it can range anywhere between four to five days all the way to a week or 10 days. Mm -hmm. So we have different plans. People are flying all around the world to join me in Peru in a few weeks. Wow. May 12th, I'm taking some beautiful souls to Peru and it's a 10 day hiking, opening transformational plant medicine retreat. So it's a little bit different, that journey. People come to Bali and they visit me for a week and we tell, tell them we disconnect to connect. So we have multiple different techniques of daily yoga and meditation. We have breath work, not only shamanic, but different types of breath work. We have sound healing, energy work. We do water blessings. We're involved with the culture and giving back. We do hikes and transformation. Mm. All this while singing, dancing, and cacao ceremonies. We say, set your intention, come surrender, and let us take you on a journey, a ride for the soul. And that's why we call it our soul ventures. It's an adventure for your soul. Very interesting. One more question uh, on breathing before I move to the next segment. Uh, today is the age of millennials and Gen Zs, and you're probably not very far away from a millennial. How are millennials accepting and, ad and adapting the new breathing techniques? They are accepting it. I have three daughters and I've been going to the school to share the breath work with them. Mm -hmm. At four, at eight, at 10 years old, I would share different techniques, not the shamanic breath work, mm -hmm. the belly breathing, the dragon breathing, the bunny breathing, depending on their ages to understand. Millennials are accepting them. Mm -hmm. Today, I've been going to a few classes, uh, schools of friends of friends, and I would go there and they're all around the age of 10, a little bit plus or minus. And I'm talking about just simple breath work techniques. Mm -hmm. And I was shocked uh, to find out some of them are doing Wim Hof, which is, you know, usually a lot of other techniques is, you know, 18 and above, maybe 16, but depending on your age and your mind and, you know, your, your physical condition. But these young ones are getting into all these breathing techniques. And, and although a little bit dangerous, that sometimes I'm warning them, you can breathe certain techniques, try not to breathe others because, you know, you, you always want youngsters not to breathe a certain technique, especially when they're in the water or in the bathtub or in the sea for safety reasons. So millennials are accepting it. You know, today I have my four-year-old daughter. Every time that I'm, I'm losing my patience to remind me, every time I taught them to say, "Daddy, breathe," <laughs> calm down. So, <laughs> chill. Yeah. Huh? Okay. 
So, uh, Walid, I'm now going to move to a few questions for you personally. For someone who was in the corporate sector and then built this absolutely incredible uh, organization for breathing, what are some of the core values you believe? So in my previous life, I would say, I'm still kind of having one foot in that door still, but not as much. I ran several successful companies and all of that based is on the value of treat others like you would like to be treated. And that would be every single employee, every single client, every single partner. The values would be trust, would be honesty. And then the whole happiness aspect is so important. I think that, and I truly believe, we live most of our lives in, the, in, 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 in our work life, you know, we're with our colleagues most of the day. Even if it's online, we're still connected in there. Mm-hmm. So I took that same values I have. And when I shifted to Nafas Journeys, taking people on retreats and on journeys and transformational adventures, it was the same philosophy, the same mm-hmm. ethos of, of being happy. I think it all came down and everybody says, why are you doing this and why are you doing that? And, and when you finish it all at the way end, it says, doing it to be happy. Mm. Happiness is extremely important, but you have to have your values, all of them intact. So yeah, I think uh, I'm still online, <laughs> on track. So. Terrific, terrific. And again, from a position of where you are standing today, and as I see you, you know, you look very, very fit, you seem very happy. When you look at life, what does success mean to Walid? Yeah, I, you know, that question was asked so much in my 20s and my 30s. I'm currently now in my mid-40s. So it always, what is success? You know, long time ago, used to be signing that other contract, you know, re, re, you know, just running money, money, money. It was all about money. And today, my belief system has changed. It's about value. It's about changing the world. It's about giving and adding happiness. It's about constantly and continuously growing as we never end this journey. But I am in a different space right now. I want to work with incredible people value my time and the offerings. I want to work with people that I can share knowledge, that we can learn from each other. I want to take people on these adventures. So it comes down really to, to that key word, which is happiness. It's all about happiness. I'm in a happy space. I always was, but you know, as we, as we grow older in life, things change. And um, very interesting. And a follow-up, follow-up question to success is who or what inspires you? Mm. You know, I'm always inspired hearing uh, journeys of others. Mm-hmm. You know, the shamanic breathwork is really, really powerful. What happens during those sessions is phenomenal. Me personally to myself, but also hearing it from others, hearing the stories just gives me that momentum, gives me that extra push to keep on doing this work. So I'm really inspired by others others who join me and then inspired by others every time I go on retreats as well. So I need to do my own work, my own healing, my own training. And when I go and I see other people, they inspire me the way they speak, the way they act and compose and walk and talk is so incredible. I have so many amazing healers, shamans, Mm -hmm. yogis around me that inspire me so much Mm -hmm. that I continuously grow and yearn to be something, you know, better, a better version of me always. Wonderful. So I have time for two or three more questions for you. My next question, and you mentioned you have three young daughters. My next question is, if you, Walid, were a role model to millions of children who closely followed you and your life choices, what is the one thing you would change in yourself? That's a beautiful question because I always tend to compare when I see a lot of other role models, people with, you know, a million 
10 million, 200 million Instagram followers and what they post. And I say, I would never do that. So I, I am a role model to my little community, my children, my tribe, and it's a small tribe. Well, it grows one day, what would I change? I might say that <laughs> I tend to speak so fast, you know, always. And that's, that's, I used to be a runner back in the day and I thought maybe my running made me speak fast. Maybe I would speak a little bit slower. Okay. For people to catch up with me. Well, <laughs> well said, well said. My next question to you is on, is on failure, you know, and the part of the world that I come from, parents don't teach children it's okay to fail. We are always taught first in class, head of the line, et cetera, et cetera. And that manifests itself in our behavior patterns. Yet we fail, we learn. My question to you, Walid, is what have been your learnings from some of your mistakes? I failed so many times in my life. You know, most of my life I was an athlete. I had scholarships in both judo and track and my failures were so many. But then, you know, you tend to say, but my success came from the failure. The failures made you stronger. When you look at my children and, and today, you know, yes, that trophy medal, everyone gets a trophy at the end. It's just, it's, it's a little bit sad. You know, you want to, you want to switch it up. So even when we play card games or board games and someone loses, you know, they get angry. I think it's okay. It's okay to have these emotions and to get angry, but you have to know how to deal with it. My own personal failures were so many in the business world in sports world and so many, but I, it's, it's about learning from them about having a beautiful, you know, mentorship, friendship around you and they can help. And failure is just a part of life. And I've seen people who've taken it so bad. And I think I took it so bad in my life at one point when the stress came to me from all the overextensions and the real estate crash and the dot market crash and all these things. And that led me to the doctor saying, we're going to open your brain and freeze your nerve. And I said, wow, did I really let it get to me? Okay, well, now it's my healing journey. And that was my transformational point where I had to go on a journey to really work within to understand what is going on inside. And today I look back, I had to go through that to be here and I'm here now. Wonderful. And my last question to you, for someone who is breathing, who is now connecting with the creator, how do you want the world to remember you? Remember me uh, being a happy guy, being someone that shared so much love. My name is Walid Abul Naga. And when I grew up playing judo, my nickname was Walid Abul Nafas, mm -hmm. which in Arabic means father of the breath. Wow. So I always want them to remember me with the breath. Nafas in Arabic means breath, which comes from spirit. Today, I'm in a spiritual, beautiful place and surrounded here in Bali with so much love. So if they remember me with one thing is that uh, you shared the breath. I'm sure given the kind of knowledge you're giving to everybody, people will remember you with every breath. So that is something which is amazing. But thank Wally, you, thank sir. you so much. It has been such an amazing conversation. I mean, thank you, I'm sir. convinced as soon as COVID settles down, I'm going to come for one of them. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll, oh, we'll have the red carpet waiting for you. I look forward thank to you so that. Much for thank you for sharing your beautiful videos and all your incredible work as well. Thank it's amazing. You. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.